Hey, thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope that you'll be able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope that this message will be an inspiration to you and that you'll find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. We're going to get into the 20 questions. All right, so how many of you are ready to go? All right. Um, it is when you're going to answer seldom, sometimes, uh, usually, mostly, always. Okay. And uh, so let's, number one, let's ask the question. Number one, an ability to see practical needs and a desire to meet them. Okay, an ability to see practical needs and a desire to meet them. If that's you, all right, and you usually do that, that's a three, mark three on your page, okay. Uh, We were gonna have a couple of the team members come up here, Pastor Wayne, Pastor Cody, but we got... We got into these 20 questions last week, and it's all we can do to go through them all, plus the 10 on the uh, misuse of the gifts. So we thank God for people like Pastor Cody, uh, heads up our outreach ministry, uh, Pastor uh, Wayne. I asked him last week, I, I was in a, a tight pickle, and, um, and so I said, Pastor Wayne, I need your help. Uh, the, uh, Alice's battery's dead, and uh, he went over there, charged it up, and went beyond. He even put a new terminal on there because the other one was totally corroded through almost, and he put a new terminal. Uh, I hadn't paid him yet. Don't know if I am, but anyway, uh, I didn't ask him to put it on. I'm kidding. I'm going to pay him, all right? So, but he went above and beyond. Some of you are just like that. Some of you, you go to what you do and then you do it and move on. But others of you, you want to do something extra. And so that's you. You have this gift. This last three days, uh, from Sunday, really Sunday night, and Monday and Tuesday and today to about noontime, uh, the district council uh, was here, churches across the state, pastors, leaders uh, coming in, and I heard over and over and over again about the staff, the media team, uh, the hospitality, uh, the cafes, the the cleaning crews uh, or the campus care. Over and over and over, I heard, Pastor, your people are just fabulous. They're serving so wonderful with such a gracious attitude. They went on and on and on. One man stopped me. He runs the Dream Center in Lakeland. And he said, I want you to know that uh, about 100 students from The Voice usually come over there to help them once a year. And he said, Pastor, there were four, three or four huge piles of dirt out there that have to, had to be shift, sifted, sifted. All right. And, uh, and they sifted that dirt through all those piles with a great attitude, uh, didn't complain. I mean, just uh, did it and did it with excellence and a great godly spiritual attitude. Then he looked at me and said, do they get that from you? And uh, I stopped for a minute, and uh, 
I, I thought, well, uh, I'm sure some trickles down, but they're doing, they're doing an incredible job over there. Uh, all the youth pastors and all, all the team around here instructing and helping uh, to make sure everybody does what we do with excellence and a godly attitude. Okay. And uh, now, Timothy is the one, and we're not going to have really time to go into all this scripture, but Timothy is the one that is our example for serving. Let me just read you Philippians chapter 2, 20, where it says, for I have no one, Paul says, like-minded. I don't have anybody else like-minded who will sincerely care for your state, but Timothy and so he is, uh, he is just bragging on Timothy, saying, I don't have anybody like him. Uh, the other night, uh, the superintendent was here, and um, I saw something, and one of the guys helped meet a need. Uh, but when the superintendent was leaving today, he was like the last one here. And I spoke to him as he was leaving, and I said, uh, because he had a couple of things to carry, and I thought to myself, Pastor, uh, let me tell you something. I said, I remember several years ago, we had a meeting. And um, you, the superintendent, brought all the stuff in for the meeting. There were others that were involved, but I didn't see them bring anything else, anything in. And just him. And when the meeting was over... Everybody flew out of there like a covey of quail. Sometimes I use illustrations. You have no idea what I'm talking about. How many of you know what a covey of quail is? One of you. All right. So anyway, it's a bunch of birds, uh, and they all get together, and when they're about to be spooked, and they fly every which direction, and uh, as a hunter when I was growing up. I'm not anymore. I don't kill birds anymore. Okay. All right. So, but back then, I'm, there was a covey of quail. They scattered like a covey of quail. Gone. And then I saw him put all the stuff into a container to carry it out to the car. And I looked at that picture and I thought, what is wrong with this picture? And some of you are saying, yes, Pastor, why weren't you there helping him? I know. I don't know, okay? I, I'm just telling you. That day I was just observing, learning. And uh, I couldn't believe my eyes. Others that were subordinates to him walked away, didn't do a thing. I'm like, good gracious. And him with humility did it, walked out. And he did the same thing today. And... Uh, then I watched him. His car was parked all the way over in lot one. And I'm like, isn't that just like uh, him to find the furthest, one of the furthest parking places away? Well, he's got, obviously, a gift of serving. But what he needs to do, as my opinion, is to delegate and tell others, hey, help me here, do this, do this, and do more delegating. All right. But number two, let's go, or I'm going to run out of time. A joy. All right. A joy in serving when it frees others to do more important things, not just to keep busy. Okay. 
So when you enjoy freeing up others to do more important things, all right? All right. Uh, in Philippians, uh, it says, Timothy served Paul as a son with his father. Okay, number three, a tendency to disregard public health and comfort in serving others. So servers have a tendency to overdo it in the area of serving, and it even affects their health. I'll go ahead and say this. There are times in churches where people, they have the serving gift, they get involved, they get involved, they get over here involved, they're involved in everything. They're down here every night. And then what happens? They're so involved that they're not cultivating their spiritual life. They're not growing spiritually. And then they burn out. They leave. They, the responsibility becomes too great for the spiritual dynamic going on inside. So, for all of you servers, do not burn out, all right? I know we wanted you to be busy, but we do not want you to be too busy where it affects your health um, or your family, okay, or other things that are priorities in your life. Number four, a difficulty in saying no resulting in a variety of involvements and a tendency to get sidetracked. So if you have, when you're asked to help, if you have a difficulty in saying no, then um, put that down accordingly. Always I have a tendency to say no. That may be what you're answering. Or sometimes I, I uh, have a difficulty saying no. Um, now, some of you, you don't have any problems saying no. You just say, no, I don't want to do that. All right, so anyway, number five, a special enjoyment in providing for physical needs and comforts and an ability to remember people's likes and dislikes, all right? So is that you? Seldom. Sometimes, usually, mostly, always. Okay, number six. Am I going too fast? That's too bad. I'm going. All right. A need for appreciation. Oh, look at this one. Oh, boy, oh, boy. A need for appreciation to confirm the service is necessary and satisfactory. A desire also for clear instructions. All right, a need for appreciation to confirm that service. Okay, they like to be, they like to hear people say, hey, I really appreciate you doing that. Okay, how many of you have ever done something for somebody and they didn't say a word? Anybody here other than me? I, I mean, when you do something like big for somebody uh, and they don't say a word, like, if Pastor Wayne had changed that battery cable, charged that battery up, and I'm like, like uh, uh, didn't even thank him, didn't even say anything, and that gives the air of, hey, you, uh, I deserve for you to do that. No, we, we thank people for helping us in even the big and the little things together. Number seven, a strong desire to be with others, thus providing more serving opportunities. All right, a strong desire to be with others. All right, last week we discovered that uh, 
uh, people with the, uh, the perceiver gifting, they don't have all that many friends, all right? But they have good friends, but not a great deal. This person likes a lot of people around because it gives them more opportunities to serve. Number eight, an enjoyment of short-term projects and a tendency to become frustrated with long-range responsibilities. Okay, they like the short-term projects so they can get in there, get them done, and move on to something else. I'm standing here thinking, uh, you know people like this. They're servers. I mean, they go, they help, they, they can do things. They're like energizer bunnies. Uh, my mother-in-law, she's in heaven, but Alice's mother was like this. Oh, my Lord, God have mercy. I mean, that we'd show up. I, I, usually for family gatherings, she decorated, she put everything out, she cooked everything, and maybe somebody would bring a little something, but uh, then it was like, I don't know whether I want that there or not. It was like she was dominant, I mean, and just never ran out of energy. It's amazing. All right, number nine, a tendency to feel inadequate and unqualified for spiritual leadership. This is one of the things that about this gift. They serve, they serve, they serve in the, uh, in the uh, not the, the uh, things that are around uh, perceived ministry, setting up things, uh, taking down things, but actual uh, working in the altar, doing things that they perceive as really spiritual, then they don't feel qualified. Well, I want you to know something. If you are a server here, you are just as qualified to minister spiritually as I am, all right? So let me just get that across to you. So even though you have that tendency, you need to get over it. Number 10, especially enjoys manual projects, jobs, and functions. All right, they like, they like fixing up stuff. They like doing stuff. They like decorating, all right? Number 11, Keeps everything in meticulous order. We just lost about three quarters of you. All right, so, okay. Keeps everything in meticulous order. Left me behind too. All right. People with the serving gift cannot stand clutter, dirt, or disorganization. Clutter makes them very uncomfortable and they will try to clean it up if possible. That is why when your mother-in-law comes to your house, she walks in and grabs a broom and just starts, and you're like, what do you think, my house is dirty? No, she's just looking for dirt, all right? So she's just tr trying to help. She doesn't mean anything by it, but take the broom and say, I already swept, Mom, sit down. All right. But they want everything in order. Uh, they want everything clean. They go looking for places where dirt is hiding. All right. Number 12, enjoys showing hospitality. They like having people over and uh, entertaining them, and they are usually excellent at this. If that's you, put down always. If this is not you, put down zero. All right. Number 13, we'll stay with anything until it is completed. All right. They 
will stay and they will work and work and work into the midnight hour, all right? Number 14, shows love for others in deeds and actions more than words. Now, this is interesting because some of these things, uh, they apply to you and others do not, all right? So we just went through the disorganization, clutter, and all that stuff, and you can tolerate a little clutter, all right? But you like doing things for people. It's almost like uh, the five love languages that we all have, one or two, or, and uh, mine, one of mine, is acts of service, uh, and that is uh, kind of, ser- I mean, that is serving, but I, I don't have that gift as the dominant one in my life, but I like to serve, okay, in certain areas when I want to. All right, so anyway, number 15, tends to do more than they're asked to do. All right, just like Pastor Wayne, he put that terminal on there, that I don't know how much cost. I don't think it costs much. But anyway, uh, tends to be more than they ask to do. Uh, Pastor Cody, that's why we've got him doing uh, outreach because we want him to do more. Uh, That's why uh, when we were talking about it some months ago and I found out, now there's, there's several things that I hate. Okay, I really hate, don't, you know, it's all right to hate something. God hates some things, all right? There's seven main things that God hates in the book of Proverbs. Uh, and there's things I hate. I hate lines. I hate, I hate, I hate lines. When I, anytime I see a line around here, I, I just, I just, I, I don't know what, something starts happening to me. And uh, I want, I want that line gone. And so um, I, I heard that when they were coming early, that we were opening the food distribution at nine o'clock, and they tell me that, or Pastor Cody, I guess, is one of the ones that told me some people were coming at six o'clock in the morning. Now, that may not have bothered some people, but it started bothering me to no end. And it was like six o'clock in the morning. They're getting here, they're getting up at five o'clock, they're getting here at six. Seven, eight, nine. They're waiting three hours for a box of food. For heaven's sakes. Now, I'm going to tell you what I did. I went to them and I said, guys, we got we to gotta, we gotta get here early. We, we got to get some boxes. We're going we gotta to give them those people that show up at 6 o'clock. We got to give them food. And I could tell they're kind of looking at me like, uh, it's kind of early. Yeah, it's kind of early, but somebody's getting up. They're so desperate for food. They're getting here at six o'clock. I don't want them waiting in line for three and a half hours. And so I finally talked them into doing it. And one of the arguments, and I understand it, was, well, if we do that, others will find out and they'll all show up at six. Now, I thought about that for a moment. I thought that is a possibility, Um, but... We'll just start serving at 6, and then at 7.30, all the food's gone. All right, so anyway, early worm or the early worm gets, so whatever. And so, uh, but what is that? Anyway, um, and so you know what happened? The amazing thing happened. He comes back to me, and he says, they showed up, gave them food, and like he said before, 5 or 6 in the morning, gave them food, and they were so relieved that they were like, oh, my goodness, 
And so then they didn't come early anymore. They came later. And so then people stopped coming early. We thought they may show up early, but they didn't. Who wants to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning? All right, anyway, I don't know how I got into that, but I liked it. All right, so, okay, okay, shows love for others indeed. All right, 10, uh, that, we already covered that. 16, well, I think that's where we are. Has a high, did I, did I cover that already? Yes, has a high energy level. They seem to have boundless energy. I'm picturing my mother-in-law. Get out of her way. All right. And an unusual endurance. They often get by with less sleep than the average person. Okay. They just can't sleep. They're laying there. I, I, I got something to do tomorrow or whatever. Uh, 17. So if you, don't have, if you got low energy, <laughs> put down. Okay. Seldom. All right. I sleep right through. Okay, number 17, tends to be a perfectionist. Whatever servers do, they want to do well. They want things to be just right and are willing to take whatever time is needed to make sure that they are. So they, they tend to be a little bit of per perfectionist. So if that's you on 17, all right, tends to be a perfectionist. Mark it accordingly, don't cheat, all right? Number 18, views serving to be a primary importance in life. I mean, for them, serving is just incredibly fulfilling. It is just like hardly anything else. They love it, they love it, they love it. All right, number 19, prefers doing a job to delegating it. In other words, they have a hard time delegating. When we get to administrators, they love to administrate. But uh, when you're not an administrator and you're a server, you kind of want to do it yourself. And you hesitate giving it to somebody else. And part of it is because you think you will do it better than them. And you probably will. But you need to learn to delegate anyway. And then even sometimes people don't delegate because they feel guilty if they don't do it. All right. So prefers doing a job to delegating it. Okay. Number 20, supports those who are in leadership. All right. Number 20. Are we already at 20? Wow. Okay, we are moving right along. Okay, all right. So, 20, supports those who are in leadership. They have an incredible loyalty to those they serve with. Okay, uh, it's got under, but I don't like that word. Uh, they serve with. We all serve together. No, nobody serves under me. We serve together. I've got my, my ministry position. You've got yours. We serve together. All right, servers can be the biggest supporter of the, uh, supporters of those in leadership and will work very hard. Now, let me give you a couple other biblical characters in the Bible that were servers. Uh, thinking of a woman who, I heard it, Martha, Martha, okay. And so Martha was a server. She was inside. She was getting all the dinner ready for uh, Jesus and the disciples. All these men, they eat a lot of food. And Mary, who obviously does not have the gift of serving, she's sitting out there talking to Jesus, just looking at him. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, 
Wow. And just listening to everything he's saying and the disciples. And Martha is in the kitchen, steamy. And she's thinking about all of this work. And nobody's in there saying, Martha, you're the greatest. You're the greatest. Some disciples should have gone in there and said, Martha, let me help you. None of them did, little rascal. And so she's in there by herself. She finally can take it no more. She walks outside and she gets on to really Jesus because he's letting Mary sit there instead of helping her. And he turns around and he says, Martha, Martha, you are so busy about dinner. But don't worry, we're going to eat. It's going to be okay. What Mary is doing is more important. Now, let me just stop right there. Eating is important, all right? So you got to eat, but he's saying it's secondary to your spiritual growth. It's secondary. So if you're a server, you cannot allow yourself to become so absorbed in serving, 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 trying to please everybody. And, uh, and then, spiritually, you just deflate. Okay, there's, uh, there's some other ones in the Bible. Stephen, um, Phoebe, Philip, Peter's mother-in-law, um, and uh, even a guy by the name of Onesimus. Onesimus. All right, how many of you... Uh, well, yeah, Onesimus. How many of you know who Onesimus is? Uh, he is Philemon's slave. That helped you a lot, didn't it? All right, so there's a little book in the Bible called Philemon. Paul is in Rome. Onesimus is a slave of Philemon's. He runs away. He ends up in Rome. He meets Peter. He comes to Christ, or, or he meets Paul. He comes to Christ, and he starts serving Paul. And Paul writes to Philemon and says, I, you owe me everything, your own life, and basically appeals to him to let him have Onesimus. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful story. But Onesimus was a server. Now, all right, turn your page over. Turn it over, and we got uh, a few minutes to hit 10 questions, all right? So this is the side especially. It will help everybody. But for those of you that are hitting high marks on serving, all right, this is where you really pay attention and say to yourself, I, I really need to pay attention to these, all right? I really, really do. When we get to um, being an exhorter, talking about the exhorting gift, that is probably my strongest gift. And one of the things on the backside is can be very opinionated. Now, I saw that and I'm like, is that really me? And I'm like, yes, it is. Uh, and so there are times that I can be very opinionated. Why do I do that? Because I'm right. And so anyway, it's uh, very hard to not be opinionated when you're right. Okay, I'm kidding. All right, kind of. All right, typical problem areas of servers. Real quick, we're turning the page over. This is not to be added to the score on the front, just to show you where you are. 
All right, number one, neglect home uh, uh, responsibilities. Okay, neglect home responsibilities to help others and inability to say no. Okay, just can't say no. Okay, neglect home responsibilities to help others. You would much rather help somebody else than work at home because the people at your home don't appreciate you. They don't tell you, okay? Um, now, wouldn't it be wonderful if all you ladies that cook dinner, I know a few men cook, but most times it's you ladies. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you cooked dinner and all the kids came to the table and your husband, and then when you brought the last dish over, everybody just, let's give mom a great hand. This is wonderful. Way to go, mom. But if they ever did that, they probably stopped a long time ago. What happens is you slave over the food, and then the husband's like, there's not enough salt in here. When you put enough salt, there's no, give me some salt. And, uh, and then the kids are like, I don't like this. And you, as a mom, just want to go serve dinner to the neighbors so that they will say, thank you. Thank you for this. This is wonderful. We haven't had a home-cooked meal in forever. But over at your house, that bunch, that's, a, that's another story. No wonder I want to get out of there and go somewhere else. Cook for them. All right, number two, accept too many jobs at one time. Accept too many jobs at one time. And that can happen in the church. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, don't let that happen to you. Number three, uh, they wear themselves out physically. They get involved in everything, and they wear themselves out physically. Okay. All right. Where are we at? Number three. All right. So, if you wear yourself out physically, getting involved, helping everybody, all right, then, uh, then mark it according. Number four, are too persistent. Okay. Those of you that really have this strong gift, or even if it's secondary or third in your life, you can be, uh, if you're not careful, you can be pushy in giving unrequested help to others. Hey, let me help. Let me help. Let me help. No, I don't need your help. No, I want to help. I want to help. No, I don't. And there's sometimes when you just need to back away, all right, especially when it comes to uh, daughter-in-laws, all right? So I'm just saying, maybe there's some women here that, okay, that, and this is why, okay? If you have to do this, okay, if you have to do it, if it's no other choice. But there's sometimes young couples that come to me and say, we want to get married, and um, not so much anymore. Some of the other guys take care of this, but they used to come a lot and say, we want to get married. I'm like, okay, you got jobs. Uh, how are you doing financially? Where are you going to live? Well, we're going to live with her parents. I'm like, oh, my God, have mercy. Don't do that. Or we're going to live, uh, we're going to live with his mom and dad. And I will be like, I will... I start feeling like there's a long line outside uh, waiting on food. I'm like, dear God, have mercy. Don't do this. And they're, oh, oh, yeah, we, we'll get along all great. We all get along great. You get along great. You got along great. I, I just go ahead and say that in the past tense because the day is going to arrive 
when both you, the wife of him, is going to show up in the kitchen at the same time as the other woman that's living there in the house. And guess who's going to be the boss of the kitchen? Her, your mother-in-law. And guess who's going to be telling you, well, I don't, well, I don't have to go on. I'll, you already get the picture. All right, so don't do it unless it's an emergency. And if you're there, move out tonight. I'm kidding. All right, so anyway. Okay. Number five, go around. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, absolutely. Here it is. Okay, there, people that have the real gifts, uh, go around proper authorities in order to get the job done. Oh, I've seen this happen. They don't like red tape, all right? They don't like red tape. And so they will even, if uh, instead of waiting on funds, they'll use their own funds. Typically, they don't have the funds to use. But they do not like waiting on red tape and to get approval from a couple of people. No, that needs to be done. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to get it done. And so that can cause problems, all right? Number six, exclude others from helping on a job. Exclude others from helping on a job. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm picturing something here. My uncle, uh, years ago, where I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And did you know this weekend is Pentecost weekend? Uh, we are praying, we're believing, we're expecting. I mean, I would like for hundreds of people in this church to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. So uh, you be praying and that God will fill you. But back to the story. All right, um, my uncle pastored a church in West Florida, close to where I grew up, and they were building a church. And they were laying the block themselves. Um, unless you just cannot do it any other way, I don't recommend that. It's a long-term project. And here's what would happen. He got up on Sunday and he said, we need some volunteers. We need some servers to come out, help us, you know, do block, lay block this week and the next week and the next. And so he had two or three men show up and they're on the wall working out in the hot sun and I don't know if they had the serving gift or not, or if they just felt like somebody's got to do it. I don't know. But here's what would happen with some other church people, men. They would drive by, and guess what they would do? They were good old country folks. They would drive by, honk their horn, wave at the guys laying the block. Now, the guys laying the block, after about the second time this rascal blows his horn at them, is just like, ooh. If you have the gift of serving and others don't jump in and help, boy, can it really make you mad. All right, well, where am I at? All right, exclude others from helping on a job. Number seven, I should have put that one with something else. Number seven, interfere with God's discipline by premature help. Sometimes people need to do something themselves. They don't need people jumping in. Sometimes, even financially, it's easy as a parent to jump in and help our kids when God is saying, don't help them. Let them figure it out themselves. One of the things I heard on Dave Ramsey on the movie uh, we watched, one of the couples said, I am so glad our parents didn't help us. 
And I'm like, oh, it's too late for me. All right, so anyway, we already helped them a little. Okay, number seven, interfere with God's discipline. Number eight, become hurt by the ungratefulness of those who were helped. All right, sometimes you help somebody, they just don't respond. They don't thank you. They don't act like they appreciate it. I don't know what's wrong with those people. Number nine, get sidetracked while working on an assignment. Get sidetracked. Number 10, okay, are critical of others who do not help out with obvious needs, okay? They're going to volunteer, and they expect other people to volunteer also. And when not many people show up, they are like, what's wrong with people? Where's everybody at? And they go into this anger mode. So that is a misuse of that gift. Okay, so add that side up real quick. It's small numbers, so you won't have any problem. Five, four, nine, okay. Um, 10, 11, 12, okay. Add it up, and then you'll see if you're average or mature or you're growing in grace or you need to stay afterwards and get some help, all right? If you're 50, all right, on the back side, you need to come to the altar. All right, so on the front side, here's the important side right here. Front side, add the numbers up if you haven't already, and add those to your profile sheet. Okay, so some of you, you are a server, and you are out there in the 60, 70 range because God gave you the gift of serving, which is incredible. Um, and maybe you were, as far as a perceiver, you were back at 20. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But you're going to find that on this profile sheet, every one of these gifts, you are not, you're not going to be on zero. You're going to be out there a little ways on every one of these gifts because even though you may have one dominant one, one secondary, or even another one right next to it, you are going to operate at times in all of these, all right? Isn't that beautiful, what God's done for us? He's given us gifts that you, he uses us in the body of Christ, and though we have a major one, God uses us in every area of gifting. Okay, so don't throw those papers away. Those of you online, God bless you. And if you don't have a way to download it, get in touch with the church, and we will mail them to you. All right, God bless you. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thanks for joining with us in our pursuit of getting closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.